What's up, people? Welcome back to Noise Avocation Podcast. I am your host, Ryan, here with Jeremy. How's everybody doing today? Um, today we're going to be interviewing Illmatic. Uh, if you follow our social media or their social media, I'm sure you've seen the posts and the advertisement going around for the last few days. And hopefully once we get into the actual interview, you enjoy the interview. We're going to be talking with them about their upcoming album, which is out on February 24th. The album name is Watching the World Burn. It's out via is it Upstate Records. Upstate Records. Okay. Upstate Records. Um, we will put links and everything in the podcast description of the episode on where you can go to pre-order it, to buy it. They do have CDs and T-shirts currently. And as far as I know, they will be doing vinyl in the future. But obviously, if you've paid attention to us before and know that comes with delays and whatnot, so... Be patient with them on their end because a lot of that's out of their control. But fucking Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Um, for social media purposes, you can follow the podcast at Noise Avocation on Instagram and at Noise Avocation Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can email noiseavocation at gmail.com with any questions, comments, concerns, etc. And um, Jeremy, you can find him at holdfast underscore 517 on Instagram. Spelled out 517. Spelled out. Um, but before we get into the actual episode and get Bill and Joe on call here, we are going to preview one of the unreleased tracks off of the album. Um, this track is called Supreme. And it does feature a Detroit rapper by the name of Guilty Simpson, who, if you're not familiar with, definitely go check him out. Um, his debut album, Ode to the Ghetto, was phenomenal. Uh, as if I remember correctly, it was like 15 or 20 years in the making that took to write and record and everything, that whole album, which could, I don't know the whole story behind it, but uh, to me that was like, he took a long time to craft that, and um, it, it really shows in the album. But anyways, that's unrelated to that. But we're going to go and get into this track now, and then we will head into the episode afterwards. So hopefully you enjoy this. When the bodies pop up, I'm so ill. If not, this world sucks. We, we run shit. Direct hit, don't miss. Run down, knowing you will fight twice. Disrespect in his pocket, blown up. I am the master killer. 41 shots for the cops with no love. My click don't play no games, say no names. Gang, gang, gang. Straight out the sewer, we bang on shit like orangutan. I done did a lot of things to get changed. To a level that a lot of people won't go. Got the devil in the cops, I can't let my door. So I'm staying with a ride on the catacomb. I am that kid that nobody ever gave a up about. Money, power, respect, and clout is what I'm all about. I am lost a man The Alpha Omega I am lost a man The most ha! I am lost a man The Alpha Omega 
So here with Joe and Bill. Also, Bill, I'm Fuck sorry. It, we'll sorry if I call you Billy at any point. I'm like used to calling you Billy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. It, it was. Uh, yeah, it don't matter. I get called all, called all kinds of shit. Yeah. <laughs> First impressions of the album. I mean, we both really enjoyed it. I like the uh, all the hip hop elements to it, which I sort of picked apart to see if I got all of them. First thing I thought, <laughs> Detroit yeah, Mad Ball. references too and shit. Yep. What were you gonna say, Jim? Oh, for my first impression was like a cool. like, like a Detroit a Detroit Mad Ball kinda, you know? Bouncy. Dancy. Cool, man. I like it. That's a good one. I'll take that. I'm guessing we have a little bit of a delay too, yeah. but that ain't gonna be an issue. I can edit it. So I picked out um one thing, like, immediately that I noticed when I listened to you guys' first single uh, cool, cool. was the the Nas fucking sample that you used in the beginning, which was, like, the Genesis on Illmatic. I thought that was cool to immediately tie in Illmatic. Absolutely, man. I'm glad, like, I don't know, me personally, like, a lot of the samples are my ideas or whatnot, whatnot so far, the hip-hop samples and shit like that. So, you know, to hear that, that's, that's what I was doing. You know, some people, especially, man, maybe a lot of new kids or people just don't know hip-hop or like, oh, what are they trying to rip off Nas? No, 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 you dumb motherfucker. Yeah. We're paying homage, <laughs> like you said, you know, like hearing that right off the bat. It's like, oh, sweet, they used that Nas sample at the beginning of Illmatic like he did. <clears throat> so that's cool. It's cool to hear that stuff. I'm glad you picked that shit out, you know. Yeah, and then I picked out, like, there was a song on the album called Trife Life, which was also a Mob Deep song. And um, Absolutely, brother. You're getting it. Then Strictly Business was EPMD. And then there was a couple other things, like, lyrically <laughs> that I picked out of there. I know that 
in that Genesis song, the Nas song that you guys use, that's actually from a main source song called Live at the Barbecue. Uh, that was like Nas's first ever recording. Yeah, man. Yeah. You're, 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 you're catching it, brother. <laughs> you're picking it all out. I like it. It's cool. Yeah, uh, even with like shit. the lyrics, there's a lot. And maybe those are probably a little bit more hidden than the actual samples are like, but I use a lot of one line hip hop stuff. And a lot of hip hop artists will do that. It's not ripping somebody off. It's like, again, more like paying homage or like usually don't use more than like one line and then like start running off that yourself in hip hop. So I mean, there's probably at least a good dozen one-liners throughout the the lyrics that I'm, I'm looking to see if anybody finds, too. <laughs> well, I did hear you reference uh, 93.8 Ball, MJG, uh, Ice Cube, Rakim. Uh, I did hear Violent by Design, Jedi Mind Tricks dropped in there. And there was a couple other things that I can't remember immediately off the top of my head, but I know I picked them out. Yeah, yeah, those are some of them. There's even like a line, uh, I think you're, the 8-Ball and MJG line is from the, uh, the Supreme track we did with Guilty. Yep. And that's kind of like really a hip-hop based track. And there's actually two lines in there. There's an E-Town Concrete. Yeah, 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 uh, that's what line. I was going to say. Yep. I am yeah. that kid that nobody ever gave a F about. Yeah, I heard, I caught yeah, that right I, away. The, but then I flipped it up after that yep, and like yep. ran it with my own, yep. with my own shit, you no, know? Yeah. It was dope, yeah. dude. Yeah, definitely like a nod. So, yeah, hell yeah. I'm a big E-Town fan. Hell yeah. Uh, I got a funny story about E-Town. If you guys like stories, Love Bill them, might man. remember this. Go ahead. So I want to say 1995 uh, or six maybe seven i don't think it was any later than that uh e-town plays in allen park michigan at uh god what was the name of that place um uh anybody listening will know it was cold as life e-town concrete uh underground disciples a couple other bands and a band that i was in probably before nobody knew me called shutter uh, it was kind of like a helmet, hip, uh, Deftones kind of kind of thing is what we were doing. But anyway, um, long story short, E-Town didn't get to play because true to the legacy in Detroit, Cold as Life played, and there's a fucking riot. No shit. And this dude's head got put through a, a pinball machine or something like I remember a pinball machine got smashed up. <laughs> and, you know, cops show up, and E-Town was the headliner, so they didn't get to play, and that was, like, the first time in Detroit ever. <laughs> um, How long before yeah. they came back? Oh, God, man. I mean, I'm sure they have been. I remember seeing E-Town at uh, Milwaukee Metal Fest, Probably that same year or the year after, like 96, 97 was the next time I seen them. And then, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know when the next time they were back, back in Detroit after that, but I'm sure they have been on their own. But that was the first time. That was like on the Time to Shine. Time to Shine just came out. Fuck, you know? man, that's so long ago. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, when you look at it, shit, 27, 28 years ago probably. Yeah, shit blows my mind. So who does most of the writing for your songs? Like who's the hip hop head that's putting all this shit in here? Or is it kind of collaborative? 
most of it's collaborative. Um, you know, we'll start with the riffs. You know, I'll work some riffs out, show Joe. Joe will go through whatever he feels he can write lyrics to. And then we build it from there. Uh, we get the most progress done when Joe and I get some, you know, uh, time to just go through riffs and uh, put shit together loosely. And then uh, then we get with the rest of the band, um, Dan and Casey on drums and bass. And um, that's where we really, you know, uh, tighten shit up, uh, get any transitions worked out. Um, and then, you know, a couple weeks later, Joe comes in with the fucking vocals, man. And, uh, yeah, usually I'm quite surprised with what he comes up with. So works out pretty good. It's good. It's good rhythm. We got going. Dan wrote, uh, Dan wrote, what did he, what did he write? Price of life? Was that price of life? Price yeah. Of life. Dan, our bassist wrote some That's songs. Pretty much that song. Moment in time. Moment in time. Yeah. It, the band kind of started with me and Bill doing that at first. Cause we didn't have any members. Okay. It was just me and Bill. So he would come over, you know, we'd roll up, chill, and uh, he'd start writing riffs. And uh, we probably had like three or four songs or a couple songs. And then, you know, he, he knew Dan and Casey from before. And he was like, yo, I got a, I got a, I got a dope rhythm section, you know? They've been playing together for years. They play in other bands together. They play in, uh, yeah, they were come in out like, fighting together. Duels together, come out fighting. Um, yeah, uh, Dan plays in Agro Yeah, yeah, Agro Die's been around. I mean, Agro, the Alliance, my old band used to play with Agro or Die back in early two thousands, I think. So yeah, they're they're super tight and they're like vets, you know, themselves. They've been they've been playing music a long time too, punk, fucking uh, hardcore. Uh, Casey's got a like a punk band that like dresses up called the Perps. <laughs> so yeah, yeah man. I had that written down but I actually that's one that I never listened to uh, I've met Casey a few times when I was going to gutter ghoul shows back when I would come down all the time and I remember him so that was cool to see him and Billy carry on to another band yeah like I said but you know Bill knew them from or at least uh well both of them I knew I guess I did know Dan because I knew aggro but I didn't know him know him like that you know right Oh yeah, it's cool. It, it came together pretty good. Me and Bill still try to get to, together and uh, come to practice with with some stuff. But man, whenever anybody's got something, we just throw it out. No one's shy about saying, eh, "Yeah, maybe let's work on something else, or try it this way, or try it that way." Which is just cool, man. We're all too old, and and you know, you know, just been doing it a long time to have to deal with that aspect of being in a band of people. So. Yeah, no Writing drama. Practice is is fairly easy, you know. I would say. Well, uh, I want to yeah. ask Bill how it is like writing like hip hop on a guitar as compared to like you know your previous stuff, or even like you know I I hear the hardcore in it and the punk, but like on uh, the Rat Trap song, it's fucking groovy, man. Mm -hmm. You know, and then of course the Supreme song with Guilty Simpson, I think it's the most unique song on the fucking album. And the guitar on there is yeah, that's fucking badass, man. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I was excited to get that song out, man, because uh, uh, that's um, a lot of that has to do with the new guitar I got and uh, some of the functions on it and um, just uh, having fun. So, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm going definitely out of my uh, normal element, but I've always kind of tried to jump around um, different genres in my life. You know, I've, I've had acoustic bands. I've had 
psychobilly, metal bands, uh, hardcore. So just throwing hip hop on it. Uh, you know, that comes mostly from Joe anyways. So right. that's cool. And I just write riffs, you know, and, uh, and if a riff happens to, uh, meld, uh, together, uh, in a, in a hip hop like way, then that's great. You know, he's being modest. He did an amazing <laughs> job, uh, right. writing, writing riffs. Yeah. No, like I said, you know, Dan wrote, but you know, we, we kind of had some stuff going before. So Bill probably wrote 70% of that record and, you know, me and him got together and it was like, he came from that metal background. So I might've had some influence as far as just like, Hey, maybe try like, the, but I mean, it is all those riffs for bill, you know? So don't let him fool you. He's a genius. <laughs> it's definitely a, it's hard to pull that off and make it sound good. Honestly, like E-Town can do it. But Absolutely. Then there's other bands that I try I mean, it. It's just like, Oh my God, it's fucking, it's, ripping teeth out you know but this shit is yeah. it's catchy it's fucking it's on point man shit's dope thank you guys thanks man for lack of a better word we had to like like not dumb it down but like i mean i've been in crazy metal bands i've right. been in hardcore bands for to get that groove element you know there has to be them like uh them time changes you know that makes sense you know it's all about the hook uh it's all about the hook right you know uh, that's that's a big hip hop thing that I guess maybe I brought in and, and to Bill too. I was like, man, think about writing the song around the hook, not the other way around, you know. Uh, and yeah, I mean, we we've heard that a lot. Like a lot of people are like, man, it's workout music. <laughs> you know, I've heard that. I think right. Bill has. Yeah, I was a lot working of out too like, the other day. <laughs> I, I think because it's like easy to listen to. It's it's heavy. It's groovy. Yeah. I've heard a lot of things like you can understand the lyrics for people that might not be like so like dialed into just like Detroit beat down, you know, like, so yeah. like don't fuck around, you know, it's still heavy, you know, we just don't write our breakdowns the same way. Like the Alliance did like 20 years ago or something, or even bill strength and honor, you know, like we're trying to add different elements in, which give us a little bit more opportunity, like, like write different breakdowns you know so yeah you know uh i grew up on the alliance albums and then i would study them on how to write hardcore music and then when i go and write a song he'll go dude that sounds too much like the alliance <laughs> you know yeah yeah, but, yeah. Uh, that's, just, that's what i grew up on so like it's gonna sound a little bit you know but that's where we are just like you know now uh you know it's just all about straying away from that type of thing and and uh straying away from whatever is the uh the typical um way to do things for me at least so you can definitely hear the alliance yeah. similarities because i was both of us broke out our alliance cds to go back and listen to it and then i was listening to hide and i was listening to gutter ghouls last night and a bunch of other stuff and just oh, yeah. going back to try to kind of compare the newer things to how it's carried over sound wise and there's definitely similarities but i like i mean i really love the hip-hop element i know i said it already but to me that was the coolest part of the project is there any artists in particular that you're listening to while writing that bring on the inspiration for the hip-hop element uh i guess this is my question maybe uh bill can i don't know bill listens to hip-hop maybe i guess i'm probably the biggest hip-hop head whatever uh i heard bill listens yeah, man, to opera I, there's no like i don't like again i don't like break out like 
you know, Ice T OG mainly because it's on rotation. <laughs> you know, right. I listen to a lot of hip hop. Uh, I still listen to a lot of hardcore. You know, but yeah, I'd have to say I was listening to a lot of Freddie Gibbs. I'm a, I've been a huge Freddie Gibbs fan the last couple of years. Amen. Um, not that it like per se inspires me or whatnot. I just like. I just like good hip hop. Um, right. And again, the difference between like rap and hip hop, I don't really listen to rap as much as I listen to hip hop. Um, yep. I don't know. I don't know like whatever you want to call it, mumble rapping. I don't know trap rap. I don't, I don't really know that shit, man. I know more hip hop. It's what I listen to. Yeah. I'm more on uh, the same lines myself. Yeah, we're both that way. So if you listen to Freddie Gibbs, to, uh, do you by chance yeah, listen Freddie- to Benny the Butcher? Yeah, I was just about to get into the whole Griselda okay. shit, you know, and I know that's like really hot right now, and a lot of people are like, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like newer stuff, you know, that, I like Rome Streets. Um, yeah, love Rome. Yeah, How but about... then again, man, it's like, you know, on rotation in my car or wherever at the gym, you know, it's it's Mob Deep, it's uh, it's Nas, it's, it's you know, it's everything. It's Jedi mind tricks. It's Army of the Pharaohs. It's Ill Bill. It's Nems. It's it's yeah, Detroit yeah. shit. It's Aztec. It's Foul Mouth. It's you know, I, I've listened to a lot of hip hop. I listen to a lot of beats. Alchemist is one of my favorite producers. Um, Sorry, you know, I love Hit Boy. Uh, Hit Boy lately. You know, he did that whole record with Benny. So yep. yeah, I listen to a lot of hip hop, man. But I listen to a lot of newer hardcore. I'm always trying to stay up. I always give a band. I'll listen if somebody's putting them in my ear you know uh, I will say not a lot of new things lately catch my ear as much you know as in the hip hop world but I'm always paying attention I'm always listening are you by chance familiar with Ty Ferris out of Detroit a little bit yeah a little bit uh, I'm cool with him I talk to him pretty regularly um, I just I think I brought it up to Bill at one point before too because I was wondering how did the Guilty Simpson feature come about i know you did features with him on suicide kings and then i did hear apathy and self-titled on a track that you did too yeah yeah so i mean people don't know i was in a hip-hop group pretty much for like the last 10 years or so before i did this called suicide kings with me and a uh, a producer from canada uh king cole and and to give him a plug he actually plays in a big metal band now they're doing really good called trench uh, I just I just seen some stuff. They're doing uh, a bunch of shows. They, they're doing really good anyway. Right. On. But uh, so yeah, we we did. Uh, I mean, two or three European tours. We did a couple Canadian tours. <laughs> uh, we had vinyl and stuff on different labels. We did tracks with MOP, yep. Apathy, Self Titled, Guilty, Snack the Ripper from Canada, um, along with you know always there. putting all the Detroit homies on. Aztecs probably on. Yep, I've seen Bub Rock on there too. Yeah, Bub was on a record that he was working with Shane Foulmouth at the time. Yeah, uh, on one of the newer records. So, yeah, like uh, that that came about. The guilty came about from uh, the Suicide Kings okay. hookups and all of that. Yeah, yeah and I like that came music. about from just Detroit and Aztec and uh, yeah. So I'm super stoked about that song. I'm really stoked for people to hear it. So. Yeah, we will. Like we got it at the beginning of the episode, so they'll hear it. Nice, nice, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, yeah. I think we plan on doing a music video for that one too. Oh, that bring on the hate! Bring on the hate! Come on, start talking shit about uh, oh, the rap track. Blah 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 blah. 
Yeah, I thought that was the coolest yeah, song on the exactly. album. Exactly. Because I love Ode to the Ghetto, so like Guilty was the shit I listened oh, to man. all the time. So that was that, like, I was like, holy shit, they got Guilty Simpson on the track. Yeah. And again, like, you know, I'm like a fan. I'm a fan of hip hop. And I'm not, you know, I'm never a super fan or anything like that, all stupid. But I was a fan of Guilty from just before, from being a Detroit hip hop. Right. I mean, that, from that, your city, that man. record that he did with Apollo. Yeah. Oh, man. That's like, for me, for Detroit, like hip hop, hip hop, I'm not talking like Eminem and shit like that, which is definitely hip hop, you know, but like on a way bigger scale. Yeah. You know, like that's one of my favorite Detroit hip hop records, you know, is that Dice Game record. Yeah, it is a great record. I liked Apollo's Sincerely Detroit album too. He had a lot of yeah, great. Yeah. People. Apollo's, again, Apollo's a dope producer, man. And I'm glad that everybody like that is getting their shine, you know? Yeah. I followed him back when the, he was in Ugly Heroes. I liked Ugly Heroes, yeah. It was depressing, but it was good. Yeah, it, was, it was good winter <laughs> like, music. Good winter, yeah. I mean, like, you could tell, like, the Detroit-Chicago mix-up, man. Like, you can be like, oh, man, this shit's dope. It's grimy. It's kind of depressing, man. I feel like, I, I feel it. I guess that's a good thing. You're feeling what they're doing, you know? Yeah. You're feeling where they're from. I like how you guys um, started off the album, like, the first three songs. Like, to me, Downfall... To me, it's pretty balanced, and then Rat Traps, obviously, more hip-hop, and then Baptized in Hell, I thought leaned more, like, on a hardcore side. Did you guys do that on purpose, or is it did you just randomly throw them on there? I, you know, I think we started with Downfall. Uh, that's how we started the um, original EP um, with, you know, having the uh, that clip that we have at the yeah. beginning of it. So, so yeah, we're going to start the album with that. And I think Rat Traps is next because that was, uh, I think, our personal favorites. Like, I think that was the one that kind of got voted as, like, let's put that up in the in the front of the album. And then Baptized, I think, was uh, the choice to put there was to, uh, yeah, I think, like, what you're saying now, to bring it back uh, into, like, a, a yeah. heavier, a heavier a song. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, could, I mean, I just, I noticed it, and uh, I just thought that was a good fucking idea, you know what I mean? Keeps it interesting. Cool. You know, yeah, for the, yeah. yeah, we're always, always trying to, like, I, for me, anyway, I hate putting uh, the record together like that. You know, I think Bill had... I think it was pretty much Bill's list. He's like, what do you guys think about this? And I was like, yeah, cool with me, you know? Right, right. How'd the upstate records thing come along? Uh, so it's just one of those weird things where, you know, it's usually I would always say it's who you know, but honestly, we didn't know them. And uh, But we did get put on a show with an upstate records band, uh, two of them, actually. It was uh, Annie Up and Smash Your Enemies. Oh, and right I think yeah, just yeah. based off of that, um, they had hit us up. You know, I think they saw our name on the flyer and then, you know, looked into us or whatever. Um, and at that time, we had Downfall was already out, like, uh, on our music video. You know, I think that they, uh, they no, saw just, it's they a, saw it's some a tight label, man. There's some fucking tough-ass bands on that label. Yeah, yeah, Upstate's a, Upstate's an amazing label. They've done, they've helped us out. I'd have to say they probably helped us out more than any label I've been on. And I mean, the record isn't even out yet, so they're doing a great job. Shout out to Mario and Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, we're completely happy working with them, uh, and their reputation precedes them too because we did our homework on them the same way they did our homework on us. I think that's what it was. The, we played the Smash show. They were like, oh, who's this Omatic band? They they probably, you know, heard the music, but 
you don't want to work with a bunch of assholes, especially if that's the first thing you hear when you start asking around about people's rap, you know, oh, well, you know like, they talk, to, they talk to smash. They talk to the guys, Annie up. And I mean, our reputation is what, just what it is. We are, we've been around for a long time. We don't have shitty reps. We're cool dudes for the most part. Yeah, um, you got your shit together you know, for the most part. Like you yeah, said, we got our family. Another thing they liked the right off the bat, they were like, look, you know, a lot of bands we work with, we have to work with them to get the first EP out and get them recording. And they're like, you guys got a video, you got an EP out, you got merch up. Like, we like that, you know? So, well, being, uh, been, being older, it's Joe, been really good uh, since then. So, do you ever think you'd be on a fucking label, a Fury of Five? I mean, that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. I um, because I listen you know, to that band getting, when I was younger too. Yeah, bro, I love Fury Five. I was just, I was just thinking, I like, I remember the, I think, it, I believe it was the, the first cover, uh, scared the shit out of me, bro. Stickman's like a fucking giant, right? He's, yeah, dude, he's so fucking goofy to watch his old videos now, man. If you go back, and his fucking yeah. dreads twirling and shit, it's fucking dude, great. it's crazy. I mean, he's he's a big fucking dude. Fuck so yeah, like, man. I remember looking at the back. I remember looking at the back of the record and like they all like I think he's got a bat behind his arms. The yeah, other dude's got like a samurai sword. sword. Yep. I'm like, dude, that's hard as fuck, bro. Yeah, dude, you know. Tough. <laughs> um, so- hopefully, you know, without getting into it because I don't like to say too much until things are right, right. You know, worked out as type we are, but we might be uh, hopefully playing some shows with Fury. Um, so we'll we'll see how it goes. We'll be stoked. We're definitely into. Fuck into, yeah! Keep into, us posted on that shit. Yeah, we will. We're trying to work something out with uh, another band too, and uh, again, without getting into it, you'll be excited about that if it all works out. So, right on, man. We're excited. we're excited. So, if it all works out, yeah, man. We started this band. We just wanted to play a couple shows. So, I mean, everything that's happening is pretty fucking badass to us. So, well, we wanted to play more than a couple shows, but it was <laughs> just didn't expect all this. We know? we we. It was kind of harder for us to start playing shows, you know, around around at the first we've played a handful um we got our cd release show coming up at sanctuary on february 24th with uh with flesh wound uh invoking gods so flesh wound's got ex-members of d-block and annie up and strength and honor still members of annie up but yeah 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 matt uh he's the guitarist of both bands annie up and uh, flesh wound flesh wound is more of their uh his metal style poking through here they're cool uh yeah and then uh so then we got invoking gods uh that's um like a black and death metal band uh so some you know we're, we're trying to play with all different genres as well you yeah, know kind of like it used trying, to be trying to, yeah trying to blend it all you know uh we got dead wrong they are an old school yeah, they're good uh, Detroit hardcore. Hardcore band. and then we have love loss oh. uh, another uh like melodic hardcore so it's a good it mix. Be, It'll be it a should great be pretty mix good. Then, yeah, it should be really good, really fun show. If anybody's uh, doing anything, yeah, February twenty fourth, February twenty fourth at the sanctuary. The sanctuary is a dope venue. I have to say it's one of the dopest venues right now for Detroit. You know, I wish the shelter would do shows again for hardcore like it used to be back in the day, but it ain't. Is that like <laughs> under new ownership you know? or something, or what's that? Um, St. Andy's is that like under new ownership? They just stopped doing fucking shelter shows. Yeah, I or? think it has been for a long time. Yeah, it's 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 not like I know it's definitely not ran by the same people back in the day. I that don't know sucks. what's going on, but I don't really see men, much shows in general at St. Andrews or the shelter. Definitely not in the hardcore metal genre. I don't right. really see shit there. Yeah, maybe I'm. I don't know. 
am I wrong? Do you see shit at St. Andrews? Uh, so I took my niece to go see Attila there about three years ago. That's the last like huh. really show I ever heard about there. Um, yeah, no, you know, I think that it's probably bands that we just don't know about because we're old. I mean, bigger hardcore bands don't play there, nor do they play the shelter. I yeah. mean, not like it used to be to where it was like 200, you know, 200 oh, yeah, kids. Yeah. And, fuck. Yeah. You know, yeah. We get, there's still some good venues. Smalls is a good venue. Sanctuary is a good venue. Um, Parts and Labor, our friend Justin's ban- or, uh, bar, restaurant, they're they're a good downriver venue. So Is the Rockery still around? So the Rockery uh, was shut down, but that's the same owner as Parts and Labor. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, so you'll get the same mix of bands at Parts and Labor. Do they still have, like, 80 different kinds of grilled cheese and stuff? Fuck yeah, they do, man. <laughs> <laughs> Their food fucking rules, man. I love it. Yeah, food. food at Parts and Labor is really good, actually. Yeah, Bill kept saying it, and I got it when we played there, and it was good. I had a Fruity Pebbles grilled cheese there. Last time I was there, it was fucking delicious. Uh, I don't know about all that, bro. <laughs> I hear you. It's it was cool. so we... weird, but I had to try it, and was like, man, this was, I don't, didn't regret it at all. Right? All right. I got a question for uh, Bill and Joe, I guess, but Bill first. You know, all these different bands you played in, what is, you know, people would expect you to listen to, you know, this, that, and the other. What's something you listen to that people would be like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gino Paoli, he's an Italian uh, eh, pop singer, if you will. Started in the 50s. Oh, that's uh, A lot of, like, uh, like love songs, like you would think doo-wop, but, you know, Italian in the 50s. So uh, I listen to a lot of that, man. A lot of that uh i've been listening to a lot of synth wave lately too so yeah, yeah i really don't weird. listen to much heavy music newer stuff at least you know i discovered a band the other day rollo tomasi they fucking rolled that's new to me though they've been around for 20 years yeah yeah that happens to me all the time too yeah yeah those guys are uh, pretty rad uh but yeah man um i'm pretty all over the place i really just country man i can't stand country music that's about it do you think uh, with age, you've opened up your um, your taste in music, you know, like from being younger? I- yeah, you know, I used to be pretty like, uh, you know, somebody was like into Disturbed. I'd be like, oh, you know, that's that's dumb. You're dumb, you know. Yeah, 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 but- for sure. Really, you know, you can't judge people's tastes. A good song is a good song. You know, you have to be open-minded to, to what other people like. And, um, you know, I'm pretty pretty open-minded to new music at all times. So. What about you, Joe? I was going to say, I'm going to ask Joe the same thing. I did hear on TerraZone podcast that you were like Nina Simone, which I thought was great. Yeah. Um, and then Halsey, who I also enjoy. I like all the, I, I mean, again, like Bill said, nothing I would really like search out, but my girl was listening to her a lot, uh, like a year or two ago, whatever. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I, I hear, I hear you. Yeah. Um, I like that shit. I listen to a lot of, uh, Motown and soul, man. Oh, yeah. You yep, know, yep. I love all that stuff. Uh, the Charmels, like Isley brothers, uh, again, I, I'm not like, I listen to a lot. I always kind of have, you know, same thing. I'll listen to some country, but no, not really. Unless it's Johnny Cash or like Hank or something like that, or, or Leonard Skinner, some jams, you know, no, I do not listen to any country, but yeah, I'll listen to metal. I'll listen to hip hop, the reggae. I fucking love reggae. Me and bird are always, he's like the only fucking hardcore face tattooed 
dude I know that. Yeah, I follow Bird on Instagram for a long time. More reggae than I do, but he's the only dude I can rap about it with. You know. yeah, so he and he's turning he's turning me on to shit all the time. So shout out to Bird and your reggae influences. Yeah, I see his him posting reggae shows all the time. Yeah, me and Bird actually went and seen Freddie Gibbs like three or four years ago. You, <laughs> speaking about Bird, he's big hip hop head. He likes hip hop. But we went. I seen Freddie Gibbs at uh fuck the L Club. You ever guys go we go to the L Club in Southwest Detroit? I've never no. been there. Yeah, it's a it's a. Again, I don't know, man, really, after the pandemic. I, I'm pretty sure they're still doing shows there, but it's like this little kind of seedy-ass club in, in southwest Detroit, and, uh, yeah, Freddie Gibbs is there. It was, like, crazy. Before he got kind of bigger, bigger, oh, bigger. Oh, right on. So it's just, like, a real, like, smaller, kind of almost intimate, like, show? Oh, yeah. There was probably, like, maybe, like, 200 people there. Oh, that's fucking sick. You ever hear Three of uh... most, you know? Yeah, it was a good show. You ever hear about old group called the Crystals? It was around the Motown era and everything. I have, I haven't, man. No. So, Prodigy from Mob Deep, his grandmother was one of the singers in the Crystals. Oh, uh, yeah. I have a few of their forty fives. They're nothing like crazy, but they were like a basic like Diana Ross and the Supremes sort of thing. Man, I love that stuff. I grew up with that, man. I mean, it takes me back to like riding in my mom's '76 Pontiac Grand Prix and like. That was the shit that was on the radio in the right. late 70s and early 80s, and you know. Yeah, both of us listen to all types of different stuff. Like, I've told Bill this, but I don't know if you know, we do this podcast in the back of a record store. Uh, so yeah. I'm all over the place with music. That's cool. Always digging into everything. Yeah, that's kind of how I we started it, you know. Yeah. I used to work at a, a cool record store down here when I was younger. It was called Record Exchange. Bill probably remembers it. Hey, yeah, man, I worked there back in the 90s. It was the same record store that, if you look online right now and you type in uh, Deftones, Southgate, Michigan, mm-hmm. they're playing in a record store. That's a record store I worked at. No shit. Yeah, yeah, 96, I think, 97. And uh, Clutch actually played there, too. How crazy is that? Oh, both wow. of those bands are like huge right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, but back then, they were playing in a record store to like fucking 100 people, maybe, tops. I'm there at that show. I'm not in the video, but I'm at that show, the Deftones one. Oh, man. Yeah, it was cool. They played like the Shelter the same night. That was that was the first time I seen Earth Mover. Three dollars. Oh, Check sick. this out. Here's some old old school numbers for you. It was three dollars to see the Deftones, uh, <laughs> a band from Detroit called the Gutter Punks, and Earth Mover at the Shelter. Huh, I yeah, never three dollars, dude. Never again. Yeah, that was gonna say that'll never, never happen again. When I was uh. Uh, younger and teenager. I'm like I'm 38, so when I was like 16 to 20, I was fucking running around all the time, and uh, I always liked going to the shelter. I was like, I'm never paying over 20 dollars to see a show, you know. And uh, I think I paid 20 dollars to see Social Distortion, and that was like 25 years ago, dude. It's like I'm never gonna be able to do it again. Yeah, again though, man. Things after the pandemic, especially like being in a band now again after the pandemic, like. Everything's gone up a little bit, man. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. I mean, it's we're talking like hundreds of dollars just to get to a show, you know? Oh, most and definitely. Gas. Like if you if you yeah, got a just... show that's six, seven hours away, I mean, like do the math and gas prices. It's probably going to cost us like $200 just to get there. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they, so they want to pay you nothing. Yeah, you got to do the show for free. Yeah. You know, and, and hey, like sometimes – that's okay you know like just just as long as we can get from point to b but again 
when you've done that for 20 some years, it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. You know, at our age, I'm not saying my age, but you know, <laughs> but again, you know, it's not like we're, we're not going to, but it's just in general, like the cost of everything has gone up. So you were talking about not paying $20 for a show. Yeah. I remember when shows were $5 and yeah, now yeah. a local show, now, now a local show is 15 to 20 bucks to see four or five bands. But when you think about it, it's not that bad. Oh, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it's it, not $5 it's totally anymore, it, but, but yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's funny how that works is all. I remember when gas was 89 cents a gallon too. Yeah. I remember when it was 99 cents. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, I know you're, he's a little younger. I'm only 31. So, so and also on that, like, uh, so we sell our shirts for uh, 25 bucks typically. And it's, it's a little high. I, I think it's a little high in price, but at the same time, we're not really selling CDs like we used to anymore, you know? So we have to, we have to supplement the cost as well. So, you know, if somebody's buying a shirt, it's to support us. So, you know, and you know, with every shirt, we always throw in stickers too and blah, blah, blah. So, you know I mean? Um, but that's why, you know, it's just like, you have to, we got to raise prices as well. You know, it sucks. You shipped a fat pile of stickers with the CDs that you sent to us. Shit. Yeah, dude. Um, Shit, yeah, man. I slapped one on my truck. Oh, good. My I slapped one on Bill's head. <laughs> so I have a question about the album. Uh, you mentioned that you were trying to get it recorded at Bricktop Studios in Chicago, uh, which I see in the liner notes didn't happen. What happened with that? So cost, 100% cost. There we go, cost. If... <laughs> if um, it ended up taking maybe three weeks, two weeks. No, it took us quicker than we four thought. Four days, maybe four yeah, complete whole four, days. Four, like uh, but two that's weekends. Between or two something. weekends, yeah. So now making that trip out to Chicago to do that, you know, was uh, what we were like, oh shit, you know, cost. Came yeah. down to cost 100%. I guess we can say it now because I don't think we ever said it before, but we were also talking. Uh, at least we at least we did actually get to talk with him uh through upstate about having billy biohazard uh produce the record and record it okay um, that answers another yeah. question that i was gonna ask because i did oh, okay. hear also in Terror Zone podcast yeah. you mentioned you wanted to have a hardcore legend involved with the album but you didn't mention who so i had that yeah. written down to ask you yeah that's who it was we at least um you know uh, yeah, there you go, legend man. It would have oh, been yeah. a freaking honor to have him do it, and it would have been a blast. But, but the cost, you know, we just didn't have the cost. And at the same time, that's nothing against uh, him. He's got to do. It wasn't even him. It was just more us being having to go to California and stay there for a week and pay for, you know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like hardcore's, you know, hardcore's hardcore, but hardcore's different. I'm gonna be that guy than it was before and i'm sure the dudes in the 80s are going to say that it was different right. than for me like in the 90s maybe have people have this perception i think maybe more so nowadays because of the internet and you can portray like pretty much whatever the fuck you want um but like bands don't make a lot of money you know yeah. so even though it might have been like five grand for us to go out there and do it or you know dude That's we're a lot working of class, money dude. dude you gotta take that yeah. out of pocket we're working class dudes. I run a Muay Thai gym. Casey runs a barbershop. Like people got families and jobs and like, it's can't just do that. I mean, it'd be great if I could and even not make money. I would take two weeks off work and not make money. If somebody would like pay for me to go just be a musician for once in my fucking life. <laughs> but yeah. you know, it don't really happen like that. You know, not for us. 
we've been grinding for 25 fucking 30 years, man. You know, always done it the hardcore way. Like every record you've ever heard that at least I've done in the hide and the Alliance and suicide Kings and Illmatic, like we paid for it, you know, yeah, yeah. we may have had some help with labels. And like I said, upstate is one of the best ones so far. Um, but we pay for the fucking recordings. We, we do all that shit, man. You know, you, you, tour comes up. Cool, man. It's like, we got to pay for a sprinter band out of our pocket. Hopefully we make the money back. Oh, you know, like, don't get me wrong. We're down to do it. But you know, just people just got to realize people used to say that in hip hop a lot with when I was in suicide Kings, cause suicide Kings did fairly well in, in Canada and Europe, you know, um, we were based in Canada. So that's, you know, kind of where we started. And, uh, we'd get these fucking emails and shit and be like, man, you guys played fucking Edmonton, but you didn't play uh, so-and-so. It's like an hour away. Why? Because we're a small town and like almost like like we don't want to come play for you, you know? Right. But I'll it's like that cost us fucking $300, dude. I was going to say, I'll play for 50 pe- fucking people, man, but you at least got to pay to get us there, right, man. You right. know, so it's, I used to say this at the time, be like, holler at your promoter. Get us there, man. We're down. So that's all it is, but... I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, so it definitely be again, cool Billy to get you guys to we, play. We, hopefully, we can make that shit happen on the next record. That'd be amazing. You know, I'm a huge Biohazard fan. Everybody is. It's cool to see them back with like the original lineup. I heard that was going on. Yeah, I've seen so, some tour announcements or something. Yeah, I was sure. rewatching Oz and I saw him, and I was like, "Well, that's fucking." I forgot he was in that show. <laughs> yeah. Right. So the reason we went to the sound shop was um, I was listening to uh, Annie Up and from their first like demos or EPs that are on their Spotify to their, you know, their latest album that's out to time with uh, on Upstate Records. You could just hear the difference in sound quality. And I was like, oh, that's where we got to fucking record. So that's where they had gone. So that's where we had gone. Oh, and I agree um, with you. They had used a different uh, producer than we did, but um, ultimately, I feel that man, we got a. I feel uh, that yeah. we have a great sounding fucking album. I do. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved to have both of those opportunities, but it's. I don't feel like we sold ourselves short whatsoever. I mean, oh, not by I can't means. say that. I would love to have Billy, Billy produce it, and it'd be great. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I love the sound of this record. You know. Um, and I don't think that like, uh, oh shit, man, and we, we should have went to Chicago. It would have sounded, I'm not unhappy. Nobody's unhappy. We're happy with the sound for sure. Absolutely. Right on. Were there any hip hop people that you wanted to get on the album that you weren't able to? No, not this run. Um, again, I wanted to, uh, I don't want to say touch into it because I kind of felt like we, we, we jumped into it really with, the, with when you're looking at the album as a whole to where you see there's only two features on a hardcore record and they're both relevant, relevant hip hop vets in the Detroit scene. Yeah. Um, and then you go into other songs like, uh, I think strictly business where you have those scratch intros, you know, and, and even uh, Supreme where you got the cut hooks that that's my guy from suicide Kings, the producer that did those, you got the, you know, the Nas samples, the mob deep samples in there. Uh, we really kind of delved into the hip hop part of it, you know, for a first record, but next record coming up, I definitely have some people in mind that I would love to have on the record if possible. I put it this way. I have some legend people and I have some like, maybe these are more uh, realistic, but I'm always shooting for stars, <laughs> you know? So. Um, do you want to drop any of them names now or are you waiting? 
Nah, bro. I'll let you know when when we get close. We'll do another one. We'll do another right. one. All right. Yeah. We'll do a follow up in the future. Yeah. I probably said him before, man. You know, but we'll, we'll see what happens. You It'd know. Be, I think a self titled feature would be cool because he's like in the the whole like tough guy gun wrapped shit. So that would be. A feature would be cool and i'm like like thinking about it even more as like a vocalist standpoint because he's got a dope voice he's got a lower yeah he's got a lower sounding voice in general so he i wouldn't even want him not i don't really think he would he's you know not like into that kind of music as far as i know um i wouldn't want him screaming on the trap i i want him to just do self-titled on yeah right on a track you know i think he'd tie Um, in great I haven't spoke with him in a long time uh, since that. Well, not since the tour. We we kept in in touch for years afterwards, but it's been a couple of years. Uh, nothing that I wouldn't feel. Anything that I couldn't reach out to him tomorrow and be like, "Yo, self, what up? It's Joey from Suicide Kings," and it would be, you know, right back on, you know, talking business. But uh, yeah, I would I would love to. And you know, you're not far off the melt on some of those, so we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, cool. Yeah, man. Uh... There's a couple, couple times when I was listening to this album, I closed my eyes and uh, looking. We're talking about the sound. It like you know reminded me of uh, seeing the Alliance up here back in the day, and like you know the drums would kick in, and then a little bit of ring out, and then just that tension. I like that. That's on this yeah, fucking yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, right on. You that's cool. I mean? And then when you're like, bah! and it pumps in, and you know it's fucking, it hits, dude. When was the last time the Alliance played up here, actually? I can't. It's been a while. Oh, man. Up in, is it Alpina? Yeah. Yeah, Alpina, Dave. Um, Shoot. <laughs> I, 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 honestly, okay, it would probably have to be around 2004 or five when we played with It's All Gone to Hell and 25 to Life. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I booked that little run. That was in a um, Wilson Township when nobody in the middle of would... fucking nowhere. Yeah, when nobody would bring that fucking dirtbag Rick out, I pretty much saved him from fucking Dave Hayes kicking the shit out of him at the small show. <laughs> and everyone was like, eh, you know, it, whatever. Um, but yeah, he's a dirtball. It's funny, at that show, Aaron Ruby, I think, is from Walls of Jericho. Yep. <clears throat> the one person I definitely know that can attest to this because we've talked about it before. And Rick, I mean, I'm not like a fucking huge dude. Rick's life was bigger than me, but I don't give a fuck, you know. Uh, like, we we did that show, man. I I I I paid him, blah 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 blah. And like, he tried to do it the night before, asked me for more money. I'm like, bro, there's no more money to give you, you know. Like, and then we do the Alpina show, and it was a good. You guys, if you were there and you seen it, it was a good show, bro. Yeah, dude, you know, I, uh, I played what band I was in. I was playing bass in at the time, and we like opened for it. Because another yeah. band couldn't or something, and I remember being all hungover, but was like, "Dude, this is rad," you know. Like fucking two hundred people there, whatever. And he asked me for more money again, dude, bro. And I just fucking snapped on him. I'm like, "Bro, I fucking brought you here where nobody would even fuck with you. You want to ask me for more money right. again?" Yeah. I remember Aaron being like, "Dude, I thought you were gonna fucking kill him or whatever." I'm like, "Nah, dude." But anyway, yeah, I think that was the last time that we were up that way up north. Well, hopefully, I'm trying to work it out in the summer to be able to get you guys to come up shows here can be kind of they're either like hit or miss like sometimes i've seen them be shit and sometimes i've seen them be great so i mean it depends on the weather man yeah the weather and like the time of year i guess like i told billy like july is usually pretty damn busy um because there's a lot of people that come up for the summer for the lake and all that 
Yeah. So yeah, man, we're down. We're definitely looking forward to getting up there. Yeah, hopefully I can make it happen. Um, we have a in between the two stores here. There's a big alleyway, and they set up like a little stage in there and block it all off to the traffic. And that'd be cool. That sounds dope. It's yeah, cool. Alleyway show. Sometimes they're packed, like especially around Fourth of July. That I think would be the best turnout if we could make it happen around then. But it ultimately depends uh, yeah. on the place next door as well because they're the ones selling liquor and everything. Yeah, make it happen, man. We'll be there. Talk to your promoter, man. Holla at your promoter. Remember what I just said? <laughs> I think Jeremy, we are our promoter. You got anything else for Joe? I know. We really are. No, I mean, I don't. I don't have any more. I just. Uh, okay. I don't have any more questions. I'm questioned out. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, uh, you got any like upcoming plans for the album? Do you guys have more shows lined up throughout Michigan? Um, I know Bill said that you guys are gonna try to tour off this a little bit more. Yeah, like I was gonna say. Uh, I guess just what's up next for us is the record is officially out in like two weeks. Um, pre-orders are up at uh, Upstate Records. You can pre-order and like get like a, a, a pretty dope limited edition t-shirt. I'm actually really stoked with the design and how, how they put it together and stuff. That was all them. They showed it to us. We were like, yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, I'm going to end up buying one. Is that only available through upstate.com? Uh, yeah, I mean, you go go there and you'll be able to pre-order it through Upstate, yeah, yep, right okay. now. Okay. And then, it, I mean, once it's out, it'll be out on all streaming platforms, iTunes, Spotify, whatever, anybody's listening to it through. Um, you can always hit up us for any other merch uh, that you see designs of. We have some new merch designs that we'll have for the show coming up. Oh, I got something good for you. So I found 20 uh, original pressing Alliance CDs of Hit em Up, the last record we did, my favorite record. <laughs> I got a fucking, uh, we got them sitting right here. I got a funny <laughs> I got a funny story about that record after. Yeah, um, I found like 20 copies, so anybody locally that's going to be at the show, come out. I'll yeah, hook definitely you up. bring them up Stand with up. you. What's that? Definitely, if we make it happen to have you come up, bring them up with you, because there's definitely people that will grab them. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Everybody always, everybody always asks me about Alliance CDs. I'm like, nah, bro. I haven't had Alliance CDs since then, but I found 20. So, hopefully, don't get to take this the wrong way that they don't make it up to you, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm gonna have them at the show, right. and you know, and people come out and grab them then because once those are gone, they're gone. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I found those 20 random. So, I didn't but have whatever it. I, whatever I have left over, I'll put aside for you guys or ship them up to you or something. Cool. Well, I didn't have that um, um CD, and I just got it off Discogs like four days ago, and in the message it was like, "Say what up to War Machine." It was from fucking Clifton, and he had oh, it for Jesus sale. Christ. It's so fucking funny, dude. That's so, funny. Yeah, Clifton still might have some. So, he's a hoarder, so he, I'm sure he's probably got a box from somewhere. I got a fresh copy off of him, and that, I just thought that was kind of funny. Nice. Cool. That's hilarious. Um, and then, yeah, plan as to do far as any vinyl for the Illmatic album, uh, we're going to see how it does. Hopefully, we're looking for like, what we're, you know, really looking forward is to like somebody else to pick it up on vinyl. Right. Uh, hopefully, like somebody like overseas, Japan, mainly to try and reach, you know, over there. And it's usually like, uh, you know, the record comes out and it does good enough and people like it enough. Then maybe like we'll get some some offers from somebody to put it out and there'll be, a you know, an overseas tour that'll come along with that or 
just to help, you know, I mean, usually that's the way it goes. That's the way it was in hip hop anyway. It's like, you all, dude, if I'm going to put out your record in Europe, then I want you guys over here to tour right. to help promote the record, you know? So there um, is a we'll big, big hardcore in the hip hop fan base, like in Italy, Germany, Japan, all those places. Man, like, yeah, worldwide. Yeah, man. When we were over, when we were overseas as uh, Suicide Kings, like we, we played a lot in, in France. I, uh, my homie over there. Jem Hell, he's a he's a dope hip hop artist over there. Check him out, DJ A M H E L L. Uh, he raps in French, so you won't know what the fuck he's saying. But <laughs> I, you can just like tell by his flow and his. He's got a dope voice. He's always he's always got dope beats. Um, and then uh, we played with a lot of hardcore bands over there too, man. Out for Justice from Finland. Uh, we played with another hip hop dude, uh, Jag. We did we did a bunch of shows with him in Finland. So. Man, Europe has got a dope music scene in general. They always have. Even for metal, so, yeah. it's way better than here. Yeah. Really quick before I bounce, guys, just uh, thanks for having us. Thanks for having me. Um, and as far as upcoming shit, uh, stay tuned, man. We already got like four new songs written. Oh, yeah. Um, we have uh, some new elements. Not new elements to be added. It's But, we're you know, if you put it this way, I think if you like the first record, uh, you know, people are always looking for that sophomore follow-up, you know, like, is it right. going to be as good? Uh, what, what's, are they going to change? Like nothing's changing. If you like what you hear, it's just going to get better, you know? Oh yeah. It's, Fucking sometimes, a. Sometimes <laughs> it's usually the fourth album is the dreaded album of change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if we make it that far, bro, like, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll pretty much like, like Madball's one of my fucking favorite bands ever. You know, the longevity of that band, the the style. Again, you can see the evolution of that band without them ever, ever fucking like losing their roots. You know? Oh, for sure. To me, to me, as far as like hardcore, hardcore, um, you know, I'm, uh, bro, don't get me wrong. I'm a huge Downset fan. I'm a huge Biohazard fan. Uh, I'm a huge suicidal fan, but for being that New York fucking hardcore, they were they had that hip hop influence from the get go. You know, like "Look My Way" is one of my fucking favorite Madball Fuck yeah, records of ever. Because to me, it's like the most hip hop hip hop influence record. You know, yeah. But uh, you know, if we get to our fourth record, you're just gonna keep a you know like same thing, man. If you love Madball, then you love Madball. You know. And you'll see the different eras, and you'll like, man, I love this, but then I listened to, I listened to uh, set it off, you know, and I love that, but then I listened to fucking, uh, what's another one of my favorite records, uh, Empire, you know, I think it's called Empire. It's got that song Empire on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Empire. It yeah, yeah, yeah. That for for being the re you know whatever you want to call it, the newer man. I love that fucking record, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. that one was a little heavier. I loved that. Yeah. They, yeah. it's definitely you know yeah you can listen to them and you know that they're mad it's always going to be mad ball you don't have to worry about yeah, them yeah. coming out with a fucking yeah. pop album yeah they won't do the dreaded morbid angel album yeah yeah <laughs> i don't what's the dreaded morbid i don't know man they did like this know. they tried doing an industrial album i can't remember the uh, name of it it's in a different language but it's it's fucking <laughs> just terrible you're expecting one thing and got something totally yeah. different. Yeah, because they'd been consistent up to that point, then tried that, failed, and then did another record that was great. But just that one was... Ugh. I always say if bands want to do that, at least me, I, me and Bill have like fucked around with... Uh, we got a half-assed side project we've had for like three years that 
who knows if we'll ever do anything with. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's nowhere anything fucking near yeah. <laughs> what Illmatic sounds like or anything. It, we definitely wouldn't put it out as an Illmatic record, the fifth record in. It would just be our side project thing of whatever, you know. Yeah, I've always thought bands should change their name for the project yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you yeah. Know, don't don't fuck up your good streak under that. Yeah. We yeah. mention Sergeant this Peppers. all the time on the show. It like uh the Converge's new record is kind of a uh, testament to that. Like they should have just named it something else. Yep. Yeah, there was a again, I started listening to Whitechapel like three or four years ago. I think a little later than everybody else, but I liked them. Mm-hmm. And then they just put out a record that sounds, and I, and I have to say, and I'm, I mean, this is a bold statement, but he sounds like the the Maynard from Tool a little bit. He's singing a lot, and it's like super fucking different than any Whitechapel album I've ever fucking heard. Yep. You know, I have it. It's great. I love yeah, it. Got like a orange, it's got like an orange or red cover or something like that. You know. Yeah, they put out a follow up to that one called The Kin, where it's the same style, and it, really? yeah, it's just as good, if not better yeah it's you know again it's 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 cool but i kind of wanted to hear that original white chapel that i started listening to but at least they did it well you know yeah, they did it well i mean it wasn't like the saw is the law which was a way different sound yeah. but yeah See, that, that's my favorite shit yeah, yeah yeah all right fellas well like i said man thanks for having us yeah man we yeah, appreciate thanks it for, thanks for the time billy i have a couple questions for you after we're yeah, okay. after joe pops out and uh yeah yeah man we're gonna uh, we're gonna try to make it up there as soon as you guys will have us so absolutely yeah. man. all right i will definitely keep in contact about that but yeah thank you for taking the time to do the interview and we'll definitely do a follow-up for anything new you guys got going on and anything like that for sure absolutely. man it sounds like you guys got a cool spot up there with the record store and everything it's always good to see record stores still going on and shit and you know i know you guys are trying when you can you book shows and you do things like that so it's cool man yeah. it's always, always good to see that still happening yeah well i appreciate it yeah. thank you we're old dudes doing up, it too. Man. i'll let billy yep you're off all right man enjoy the rest of your day you guys Have all, a right. Good one. all right what's up guys hey billy okay so i wanted to talk about your uh fucking dog pet line of clothes <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's a cat pet line so far cats and small dogs damn so <laughs> I, I got a, i got a cat what are you trying to sell <laughs> yeah so, right yeah makes... man i just been uh you know i made my own vests and um there's not really much of a market in making vests for humans since it's more of like a badge of honor you know you got to make your own yep, yep. yeah and, uh, so that's where I thought of, uh, you know, making them for my cats and uh, that other people might want that too. How do you find the right size, like, shirt to wear for them? Uh, so I um, I ordered just a whole bunch of different sizes on uh, off of, like, Sheen, um, some other animal site, Chewy or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I just got a bunch of random sizes, and I just started sewing. You know, so, that's, that's an, uh, like a very uh, – unknown fact to the rest of the world that fucking hardcore kids metal dudes we can fucking sew like a motherfucker dude yeah, yeah. i know how to sew yeah. very well <laughs> i can be crafty yeah so i have a pug his name's sabbath can i nice. uh he's like not that big so at some point i want you to make him a vest i mean i'll, yeah, pay, I'll pay you to do it for sure but so absolutely i've seen you were selling them at a, like a horror con or a tape swap or something like that 
Yep. So in May, um, I'll be selling them at the halfway to Halloween um, swap swap thing. And um, I'm sharing a booth with uh, my friend. She's a, a great uh, artist. Her name's Anna Christina. Uh, you can find her on uh, Instagram and all that too. But we'll just be splitting a booth. And really, I only have like, you know, a clothes rack full of little tiny vests, you know. <laughs> so I don't take up dope, much man. space. Yeah, I mean, I think you'll do well because people love their fucking cats. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Who doesn't want you know, cat the cat to have a badass vest? Yeah, the cats don't like the vests, I'll tell you. Uh, yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> that. I'm like, I'm not going to try to be a dick, but my cat is not going to wear that thing. Uh, my yeah, dog no, would love it. Off. When they see me finish a vest, they're like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to try it out on them. They're trying to run out of the house. Yep. I did want to ask, so you watch a lot of movies. Um, have you seen the trailer for Cocaine Bear? Yeah, dude, that looks great. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that, look, that, that looks was, great. Hopefully, it looks like it's going to be gory, so. Yeah, it was That's Ray Liotta's last movie. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, right? They were promoted. Yeah, I believe it was directed out. by uh, Miri, Zach and Miri, uh, Elizabeth Banks. Oh, yeah, yeah. I seen something about that. I didn't know she directed right. it, though. Yeah, she's done a few movies. Um, I don't know the names offhand, but um, yeah, man, she's coming up in the directing world, which is great. great. Uh, are there any movies that you watch that sort of influence the writing style? I wanted to ask that earlier, but I didn't get a chance to spout it out. You know, um, when I write personally, um, you know, it's all about the riff, you know, and a yeah. riff has to um, make the song. Usually I'll, I'll make one riff that I'm happy with, and then I will craft a song around it, deconstruct the riff, build it up again. Um, and like you guys have mentioned, the, the build up and the tension and release. And that's, you know, when you're writing metal and hardcore, you know, that's what a breakdown is, it builds up the tension and then the release. And, um, you know, so you always have to look at that and not even just in the breakdown, but the, you know, the transitions and blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, horror movies in general, man, you know, uh, I don't know if you've seen my room, but I have my uh, collection room and that's also where my music, uh, my amps and guitars are too. So, you know, I'm like surrounded by yeah, horror all the time writing, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember your room when I used to crash at your house when I'd come down there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I've seen pictures of it, like, lately. Um, it does look sweet. Yeah, I've grown quite a bit, yeah. <laughs> I did, I did want to add earlier, I was going to say that Billy runs a world-class bed and breakfast. Um, yeah, 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 right? That, that fucking syrup you made was delicious. Oh, good, yeah. Yeah, um, man, that was good. I haven't made pancakes in a while. So can we get any, like, gutter ghouls details, or are you still kind of not saying shit about that? Uh, well, so I'm actually on my way to uh, the second band practice, and, um, you know, we're just taking it, you know, day by day. There's no plan. We don't have a show booked yet. We, we're hoping to do one really good show, you know, yeah. and just see where it goes from there, whether we – play a few shows or whatever you know um we haven't had anything new written though it's a second band practice so i'm sure we'll catch up on some of these old songs and want to to write some new stuff too eventually so yeah i mean it's fun man it's fun just jamming with those guys again 
Um, Kevin's on drums. Kevin's back on drums. Oh, cool. And, I was going to ask if it was Casey or did Kevin come back? Yeah, Casey was uh, down to, uh, I mean, if, if, if we would have gone that route, but, you know, Kevin, um, you know, he was the original. Yep. And uh, you guys so, and Casey like was understanding too. Casey got, <laughs> yeah, and Casey was cool about it. He's got, you know, five bands. So he, he was like, yeah, dude, that's cool. You know, so it's, uh, it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm pumped. We're we're old, you know. We're older now, so we're not quite as fast, you know. And we're after that first practice, I was sore as fuck, you know, <laughs> trying to keep up on those old rhythms and shit. Yeah, I got some old videos of shows of you guys, like just looking back on them, like it was fucking i don't know eight years ago or so now i guess something like that I know, but, nuts, man yeah and, the ghoul started in 2012 so that's 11 years now yeah yeah dude. time fucking flies man yeah it does yeah i don't know how many shit i think i've seen you guys pretty much like every show for like two years for a while i was coming down like every other weekend it seemed like oh yeah yeah, man. I always had a good time playing those shows, too. It's just, uh, we got wild sometimes with the, just spitting beer all over each other. And um, <laughs> Were you with me and Brandon and some others when we went to the White Pony and he was singing uh, Shaggy, It Wasn't Me on karaoke? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he made it into like a punk rock version of it. Yeah. Yeah. He loves karaoke, man. I tell you. <laughs> I haven't talked to him in a while. Like I, I think I told him happy birthday or something recently, but I haven't talked to him in a while. But he was always a lot of fun to hang with. Oh yeah, man, he's a blast. He's uh, you know, his his tattoo shop's very successful, so he's he's super busy around here. But um, I'm I'm happy that uh, he's able to find some time to jam. You know, because uh, I was always down, but I don't have kids. You know, I don't have a wife. I don't have any of that crap. So I am yeah. always free and available, but everybody else, you know, <laughs> have lives. So, yeah, kids definitely will change your schedule around yeah, like crazy. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm excited. Like, definitely let me know if you guys do a show because I will make sure that I'm there. I haven't been down in oh, a yeah. while just because I've been busy with things up here and whatnot. And, <clears throat> but I will definitely make it down there for that. Yeah, absolutely, man. You know, if we're going to do it, we're going to try to do it good and, um, you know, potentially uh, see if the Coffin Cats want to get a show together so that, you know, Vic can sing with us on that song again and yeah. just make it one really good show, you know? The Ripper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, I was listening to that last night. I, nice. I I guess lost my copy of Motor City Murder Billy. I can't find it anywhere. I just moved though, so it might be in a box or something. Yeah, those are long out of print, man. Yeah, I seen one dude selling them online for like forty bucks or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of the old T-shirts go for a lot of money too. Yeah, I still have. Uh, I'm pretty sure I had every single one, so I have like twelve yeah, I of think them or that something. You do have there's a few people that uh you know collected collected those shirts and that was you know that was another um that was a marketing thing on my end uh our um graphic design guy he had all these designs these horror movie designs already made made out and he just put our name uh in whatever font uh and uh so we only did like what i think like 20 of each shirt 25 of each shirt so it was like a limited edition thing so oh, yeah I, yeah, I, have, those are my uh, 
Uh, I have a, an Illmatic question that I forgot to ask. Yeah. Are you guys playing Tide? I believe you are, but Tide Down Fest? Uh, we are not. Oh, you no. are not playing it. Okay. I was wondering about that. I'm coming no, down. No, yeah. It would have been cool, but yeah, we just we weren't asked. So. Oh, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> That's. Uh, I yeah, but uh, we do have a few things at uh, a big show that um, could work out, you know, soon. So that'll be great. Yeah, I'll try to make it down soon for an Illmatic show, too. The winter's kind of weird just because weather's unpredictable, is it? Very unpredictable. Yeah, so far the only thing we have booked is our CD release February 24th. So yep. we haven't really played too many shows with Illmatic, um, trying to keep it few and, few and far between. Um, you know, plus we've been busy with writing and recording the last right. year. So it's been, uh, I think we've only played five shows. So, but yeah, you know, we're always looking to play more. So, you know, if anybody hears this and is booking, yeah, let us know. Always looking to play outside the hardcore genre, the get into the metal genre, the, you know, play a hip hop show, thrash, whatever, man, we're, we're down to play it. So, yeah, I think, uh, like hardcore hip hop collab show would be a really fucking sweet thing to pull off yeah absolutely man. well you know aztec usually plays with us at all our shows and you know that just is uh well it's nice because one there's no um time for him to set up his gear and shit yeah. <laughs> so yep. as soon as he's done you know we can we just start right off the bat you know there's no no that time loss so I think I seen him at Motor City Fest quite a while ago. Oh, okay. Or it might have been yeah, somewhere. It might have been Joe just Corktown and not Motor City Fest. I don't remember. But I remember it was at Corktown. Joe walked into my house just a little bit ago for this, and he noticed the uh, Motor City Fest uh, poster on the wall. So uh, him, uh, Casey, and I all played the same show um, before we were jamming together. I remember the first show I seen Gutter Ghouls at. You guys opened for the Misfits. Oh, yeah, nice. At Harpo's. You know, a lot of people give Harpo's a bad rap. You know, you got to sell your tickets to play. But, um, you know, the rules are right up front, man. You know what you're signing up for. If you don't sell enough tickets, you don't get to play. Yeah. If you do sell tickets, they'll give you a time slot according to how many tickets you sold. In fact, they paid us a shit ton of money for those. Uh, we, we sold a lot of tickets, but... Um, you know, I want to say we were paid a good thousand bucks to play that, oh, play those shows. Yeah. Nice, yeah. That's pretty and good Brandon actually got, for uh, that. Phone number and uh, you know, Jerry only and Brandon were texting for a while about getting some big festival together, uh, having the ghouls come out to some misfits fest they were gonna do, but uh, that never happened. But would have been rad. It was probably Danzig's fault. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so February twenty fourth at the sanctuary. What time? Seven o'clock. Doors at seven. And uh, there is a, uh, a a web a website on our Facebook to where you can order your tickets online and save five dollars. So ten dollars uh, online, fifteen at the door. Cool. Send I'm not me. making any promises, but I could possibly swing that because it's Friday and right. I get out at one usually. Yeah, dude. Send me a link to that. So I can post it in the episode description. Oh, good. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, man. The flyer looks kick-ass. It's the same guy who does all our graphic design work. So Yeah, who was the guy that did the design on the album? So he also does the, the graphic art for Fury of Five as well. That's just, I noticed that myself uh, a few weeks ago. But 
Uh, he's done all of uh, Joe's Suicide King's graphic design work too for the last 10, 12 years or so. So um, they go just way back. And yeah, obviously, I guess this guy does a lot of big work. So pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. I, I remember seeing the uh, the concept design that you posted a while back, but I couldn't remember the guy's name off the top of my head. Yeah, I don't really know his name. It's like Primal Design or something like that. But there's something there's something weird with it too, I believe. But uh, he definitely yeah, kind of yeah, looks like a like a hood Spider Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, I'm guessing. Well, the way I see it, you know, we had that. Uh, if you look on our EP um, cover, it's a guy kind of standing in the shadows. You know, to me, this is the same guy. Yeah. So we have it, it, for our future album covers. I'd like to continue this guy's. You know, whatever the hell he's seeing, whatever the hell's going on. Yeah, that would be cool. Kind of let it kind of paint out a story. You know, like a right. very comic influence looking. So it would make sense too. Yeah, now I haven't talked about this with the guys or anything like that. This is just my, what what I see, you know. <laughs> February 24th is the album release date. I will be posting links in the description for everything to pre-order and all that for you guys. Yes, sir. And then I'll have it on our social media and whatnot. But uh, I do got to let you guys uh, go soon. I, I'm headed out to uh, jam with the Gutter Ghouls. All right, but yeah, so thanks for joining us and taking the time to do the episode. I'm Thank glad we guys, were able man. to make Thank it happen. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, Bill. man, thanks for having us. We'll definitely do a follow-up in the future, like as you guys are doing videos or another project, EP, tour, whatever. And then I'll yeah. still uh, continue to be in touch about hopefully setting up a show here. Absolutely, man, that'll be great. Yeah, we could do a, a show from the back room with you guys during the show. Yeah. Yeah, I got everything set up to be able to do that. That so. would be fucking sick. That would be sweet. Yeah, right? I'll keep you posted on that. Sounds good. Well, all right, guys. Yeah, check out Illmatic. Check out uh, our show February 24th. You can pre-order our new album coming up or buy it at the store or uh, at the show. And then uh, also on the Upstate Records website, there are exclusive T-shirts um i haven't even seen these things in person but they look pretty fucking red so yeah i like the we checked them out yeah they're dope yeah yeah it's you know it's the guy from the album cover but uh it's just you know i wasn't expecting that i was i was pleasantly surprised man upstate's been nothing but excellent man That's those good. guys rule cool well shout out to upstate records um but yeah man i'll get you i'll let you get going tell brandon and kevin i said hey absolutely man all right thanks for having us man you guys take care yep all right see you man thank you later i said this already but i'll have all the illmatic info in the description of the episode so go pre-order the album buy a t-shirt whatever you know help them be able to go play some shows and shit and you can check it out february 24th on all streaming platforms and uh, if you want to be cool you can follow me at holdfast underscore 517 spell that out at uh instagram and i am at soundwave slave on instagram and illmatic is illmatic detroit hardcore or detroit hc i'm sorry you definitely go follow them show support share their stuff and whatnot but i'm all good here if you are thanks for tuning in everybody peace out